Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 34, Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Today's topic is only one single word, and you could argue that it is probably the most important word when it comes to having a reselling business, and that word is consistency. It's almost as if, you know, like on Sesame Street growing up, they always cover like one word, like today's episode is around consistency, you know, but... Unfortunately, all my workers in the back here, they're all busy picking orders. They're not, you know, dressed up as Big Bird and Elmo and everybody. But I do think consistency is, it's like, the, it's, it's one of those things where you need it to be successful in reselling. Even if, it, you know, even if you do Amazon where consistency really, you know, there's no immediate payoff, you would argue in comparison to eBay, right? Because if you're active on eBay, you know, if you're logging in every day, you're listing every day, eBay says, hey, Johnny B's on eBay every day. Well, why don't we, you know, boost his items a little bit? So it is different. And you're going to get both perspectives here from the eBay and Amazon world. But I just kind of wanted to talk about, right, what does consistency almost look like in a reselling business? Hate to break it to you. You can be consistent all you want in sourcing. That is only, you know, 10% of the battle when it comes to having a reselling business. Yeah, I go out every day and find stuff. You know, cool, you found it. What, what, what are you going to do with it from there? Right? You can go out and find as much as you want. It's all the other steps that are probably just as important, if not more important, because you can go source. And if you don't do anything else, it doesn't matter how much you source, how good the stuff is you sourced, because it's just sitting there in your house. So I'm going to let you take away, you know, kind of the eBay front here of consist consistency, what it looks like for you. Like, give me an example of one of your days, like starting out, like mm -hmm. how many, how many listings to do a day or like, just give me a few things. You don't have to give me everything, but everything, give me a few things you do every single day in your eBay business. And you think that it matters. All right. I'll give you a rundown of a typical day. I'll do it quickly. So wake up. Used to wake up 4.30, wake up at 5.30 now, but anyway, um, that'll, that'll change once my listing goal goes back up here shortly. Right now, I'm doing about 30 listings a day, but when I wake up at 5.30, the first thing I do is I create my daily coupon, and then I create the buyer groups to send out that daily coupon, and then I send out three whole eBay newsletters. There's five total, but I can only use three. So after that, I launch my 30 listings from my draft bank, um, and then I do my customer service. I'll send reminders to people that haven't paid their invoices and or accept offers that have come in and or answer messages that have come in for the day. That's my start. I'll usually end up around 6.30 or 7. And then if I got a pile of books next to me, I'll wait to, I'll do that until my employee comes in around 8. I do have a 7.30 o'clock meeting Monday through Friday that lasts about an hour. So she comes in in the middle of that. And then I point to her list that I have on my photo booth over there. She does her list. And this is part of the consistency for the day. She'll do the photo sets. She usually does about 75 books a day. She'll cut numbers that are these, which are the SKU numbers that go inside the books. Um, but before she does any of that, she does the pulling and packing. And she also does the pulling and packing for any orders that come in uh, for her shift. And then that'll last, because I'm still listing, that'll last until around four. Uh, she leaves around three. 
four, I go to the post office and I'm usually done around five, five thirty, but I do some other tasks that are outside of that consistency. I have the non-important things at the very end of my day. Um, but that is a typical eBay day. Do you ever switch it up? Like, so like these are things you do every day. Do they ever change in the order you do them? No. Um, the only time things may change is if I have an unplanned interruption. But I try to account a little bit of buffer time for unplanned interruptions. Let's say I have a source that calls me and wants to talk shop uh, numbers, wants me to buy things. Uh, that's an interruption to my day. That's going to interrupt my listings, which is going to prolong when I'm finished with my consistency for the day. So I may cut off some of the things I had planned to do at the end of my day. That's the only real change. The unnecessary but important things at the end of the day may get chopped off. That's that's the only real change. Um, unless I have, like a couple of weeks ago, I went on a sourcing trip. So that changed, well, five days worth of work. So things like that, yeah, there there is things to change. But that just changes the front. I, everything gets front loaded when I have an upcoming change like that, like a big trip. So we busted out, I don't know couple hundred listings in two days uh to account for that um and then we did the photos before that in mass um so when those five days came nothing really changed the same ebay expectation was the same i could launch newsletters i can do my customer service all from my phone so but everything was done it was front loaded at the end to prepare for that um that's why you want to usually buffer yourself in your draft bank at least put more in than it's going out so you can do those kind of things if you're just flying by the seat of your pants or gambling more or less and you're gonna list 30 every day and have no draft bank you can't really have the flexibility to do that unfortunately that never works out whenever you have a plan like that and you're like you're going like down to the wire every single time it's never going to work out just my experience in you know with reselling and any other type of job i've ever had in my life if you try to plan things to go exactly perfect so they line up, it never works in your favor every single time. I want to talk a little bit about like, I hear it all the time, right? Oh, you know, you got to be consistent on eBay. Like, what is, I know what your thoughts are, but I'm going to let you explain it to everybody. Like, what are your thoughts on, does eBay reward you if you're consistent like yourself versus somebody like me who hasn't listed in four weeks? Yes, the eBay would reward me for my consistency versus your consistency. However, we're both going to be rewarded in the fact that we're still going to make sales. I'll just probably make more sales than you is the only real difference. Um, and as far as the algorithms concerned, yeah, there's kind of price bumps when you get to certain numbers. I mean, one of those numbers is like 10K listings, which I'm probably going to hit in the next couple months here. Um, I can't tell you how much of a pay bump I'm going to get. What I mean by pay bump is eBay is like, okay, this guy's listed 10,000. We're going to give him X more traffic, which should translate into Y more sales. How many more sales, you may ask? I don't know. I'll let you know when I get there. And again, it's going to be store specific. Mine's all vintage stuff for the most part. I mean, there was that month and a half period where I listed a bunch of crappy newer books like Nora Roberts. So I'm not even going to count those, even though they're like probably thousand plus items in my store now unfortunately but i'm back to listing what i know sells versus trying to list everything so yeah do you think like all right so you got you know you got a thousand nora roberts listed right um 
you you went down that rabbit hole. It's already listed. The work's already done. You got the space. We really don't care about that right now. You you accept the fact that it is what it is. They sell when they sell. But yeah. do you think like what you're doing now, right? You know, you're you're listing the good stuff. Do you think that in turn boosts the visibility of your crappy Nora Roberts? I would say when a Nora Roberts sale sells, it would boost all other Nora Roberts. I mean, I experienced this with Diane Palmer. Um, when I when I sold a couple, I started selling a couple more, and then a couple more. Now I'll get a sale here and there. It ha- one has to sell first for whatever cogwheel up in algorithm land to make it start working. Like I had a muzzle loader magazine sell yesterday. I've had those things listed for four months before one sold. I expect now because of that, a few more are going to sell sometime this week. Uh, that's just that's just how it works. Uh, the exactitude of how many will sell, I have no idea. Only the algorithm does, but the algorithm can't really know because it's whatever the customer is going to do, right? It's going to present it. I think it's going to present more visibility to the customers that may be interested in that, like in somebody else listening, like, hey, here's a similar thing to what you're looking at. I'm going to get more traffic that way. Um, that's what happens when a eBay item sells in your store. So it's going to, you're going to get more visibility for items that are like it. Now, the other benefit for that is my multi quantity. So maybe they're going to buy four. Because I do a buy to get to. Oh, now that they now that I've hooked them in to come over to my store, they see my fancy little coupon. I'm like, okay, I'll buy four. It's a better deal. So that's also added added benefit of selling one thing that you have a small sampling of, like Nora Roberts, like you mentioned. I got to have one sell before some of the others will start selling. Now, what like I got a I got a curious question here. So me and you, we got the same exact book, same exact condition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, my eBay store is broken. It's somewhere, you know, down in the slums. That's fine with me, right? I don't expect anything from it. Sure. But we both list that same exact book at the same exact price with the same same exact everything. Uh, do you think when somebody, like, would search out that book that eBay would put yours above mine because you are, you know, a thousand times more active on eBay than I am? Probably. Um, but I'm also going to... I'm going to caveat that with the more eBay checkboxes you have with item specifics, the higher you're going to rank. Now, if you came in and listed it sometime after me, you're going to get that 24-hour boost. You're going to be above me because it's a newly listed item. So there's something to say on that. So if it was just the two of us with the same book, you would be up higher than me for the day. But after that day, I'd probably be above you for the rest of the month. We should try this out. Okay. But we, then we would have to find two of the same exact book. Right. And we'd have to list it the exact same way. You know how I have standards. So sorry, Mike. Well, listen, you can just create your listen and then send, send me a copy of it. And then I'll be good to go. <laughs> screenshot by screenshot. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So we'll know like, all right, this is the best possible listing for this book, right? You know what? Uh, you will have, you know, a JB approved eBay listing. And we'll list it, you know, within the same 10 second period. And we'll do like know, a countdown on Zoom launch. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll just see like where it appears, you know, when people search, you know, differently for that. i would be curious to see, but I do think you're right. I do think eBay does reward you with consistency. And I and it's funny because uh, me and Deb kind of have been talking about this. You know, she's a huge Etsy seller, 10,000 sales over on Etsy with her uh, dog and cat toys. And I always think to myself, like, why doesn't Etsy reward its bigger, larger sellers in comparison, right? JB should always get more eBay traffic than me because 
he's spending all his hours on eBay. I am not. So it would only make sense for them to kind of say, hey, this guy's hustling and busting. Now, there are caveats to this, right? If you decide to list 30 items today and you know the comps are $5 and you're listing them for $50, that's not going to work. eBay is going to be like, well, you're way out of line with price. They're just going to you know, sink your listing. There are you know, caveats to this. You can't just list things. And just because you're listing things, if you're, if the, you know, the listings aren't done correctly and the prices are out of whack, it really doesn't matter if you're, you know, listing a thousand items a day, if it's all junk and it's, you know, not, not listed correctly, the prices are, are completely wrong. Your consistency really translates to nothing. You're using the word reward. I think eBay works as normal when you're consistent and you're punished when you're inconsistent. That's how I view it. But I think both ways is the same thing, right? So my theory is eBay is going to work the best it can for you if you do the checkboxes every day. Now, if you don't do a checkbox, it's like a very, I don't know, private school. Demerit for you and more demerits, more demerits, the lower you sink in the results. That's how I view at it. You're viewing it for more of a glass half full and I'm going to be viewing it from a glass half empty kind of perspective. But I think both are right because it's the same glass, right? Well, I mean, that's us, right? You know, eBay's your your go-to. Amazon's my go-to. So like if I get if I get some kind of sale on eBay, it's like, oh, I got a nice little, you know, token reward here. When you as an eBay seller, that's your clear cut expectations, right? It's kind of the same like, you know, listening to daily refinement and tech and it's like they have this expect expectation of themselves and you know what the platform expects because that's what they you know that's what they did full time all those years so to them you know and yourself it's expected and it is really expected right if you're going to do something full time you need to you know have a consistent checklist of things you're doing but for you know all of us slackers over here part timers or full timers that you know really don't know what they're doing on eBay we see it as a reward when eBay when we sell something on eBay or, you know, we get an offer or something like that. But, and that's just kind of, it's just the, the mentality difference of somebody that's like fully blown eBay is my main business. And somebody like me is like, well, eBay is just an afterthought or eBay is a business to me, but I don't treat it like the business it, you know, kind of ex expects to be treated like, do you think like when it comes to consistency, it, it has changed over the years for like, uh, like, what, what's almost expected of you to, to do to be successful on eBay? Do you think it's changed or you think it's always been the same? Like you have to be on their listing every day. You got to be doing all these different things. I think it has changed back and forth on eBay. And I'm specifically going to mention feedback, right? It used to be impossible to get feedback removed. But last three or four years until lately, um, it's a phone call away to get a feedback room now they're kind of reverting back to the olden ways a little bit where it's a lot harder to get a feedback removed so having 100 positive feedback if you've been in it for a minute you can maintain it now it's going to get harder and harder and harder again unless they they flip-flop again they're entitled also they do ceo cycles so we never who know who's going to be in charge of ebay what changes they want to be made um so i say it's the same game um, it's just the quality control and expectations by eBay. It gets harsher or less harsher depending on the cycle of eBay. Right now, I think we're going into a more harsher cycle of eBay where the expectation bar is much higher. Now, they may drop a peg or two the next two or three years because I think eBay is still trying to figure eBay's self out. And like I, like I mentioned, they get a new CEO who tries to do that every four to five years. So 
Don't know where we're going to land at the end of the day, but right now I think the high bar has been raised. Has eBay ever formally come out and said, if you list every day, we're going to boost your visibility? Or is this just something that's kind of like leaked through the grapevines over the years from different people having different connections at eBay or just kind of understanding, you know, their numbers from point A to point B? Like, have they ever come out and said, hey, if you're on here every day listing items, we are going to give you more visibility than somebody that doesn't? I think Mel from Back From Burnout went to eBay Open in Australia, and she asked the very exact same question. I think the answer was yes. But what I recall specifically from that conversation at that eBay Open Australia was that they mentioned after nine months, your listing's kind of toast, and you need to do something to correct that listing for it to not be at the bottom barrel anymore. Um, and there's different... All across YouTube channels are different ways. Unlist, relist, update the photos, update the price, do something to the listing to get it to go back up. Because they, they did say specifically listings can go stale. And after about a nine-month cycle, it's as bottom barrel as it can get. Now, when it, now well, like when it does come to consistency on eBay, you know, we talk about it all the time. You don't have to be, you know, 30 listings a day to get results on eBay, right? If you sell desirable items for profit, you know, if you can find desirable items cheap enough, you can, you know, list sporadically. And if there's enough of a, you know, sell through demand for a product, you will still sell your item on eBay. You don't have to list every single day if you're finding and listing desirable items. But say, for example, you're doing, you know, you got the same exact books as Johnny over there. And I decide to list one today, none tomorrow, five the next day. That's where you get yourself in trouble because they're not really super desirable items. And you have to really have a real expectation of how long things take to sell. I think that comes with consistency is a lot of people might list a lot, but they don't sell a lot. And I think a lot of that boils down to you're consistent with listing, but everything else is completely broken. And even if, even if it goes to your expectations, right? You can't expect to list something today and sell it today unless it's a highly desirable item. And I think a lot of people, everything they list today, they think they're going to sell it within the next 24 hours. And to them, hey, Johnny, I'm being consistent. I listed 20 items for the past seven days and I've sold 10 in the past seven days. I listed 140 and I only sold 10. I don't understand. eBay is broken. It doesn't work. I'm being consistent on my part. Um, like what's your take on that? Well, it takes about a year for eBay to acknowledge you did that. So did you do it for a year? I'm sorry. A week's not good enough. First of all, second, um, if you're listing, well, gold bars or iPhones or something that's going to sell every day, no matter what, that's a lot different than this naughty, naughty book I have in my hand that yeah. made nine months to sell. Um, it's not a desirable item. It's an impulse buy, and it's a collectible impulse buy at that. So it, it just depends what you're slinging up there. Like gold bars is going to sell a lot faster than that paperback book I just showed you every day. Even if you're like at market, it's still going to sell probably the same day because it's gold. Everybody likes gold. It's desirable. Um, now, as far as the listing goal, I'm going to debunk some stuff here. Um you can list five items a day. That's great. You could list seven items the next day. That's great. 
Now, when you go back to five, here's where people freak out. So you did five, seven, back to five. eBay is not going to punish you. It's when you do five, zero, zero, five. That's when they're going to punish you. That you're going to go down as far as your consistency goes. Going up and then back down is okay as long as you've established that base of, per my example, five. Um, missing a day, it's okay. Two days is really when eBay is going to break your store for about a week. So if you do that five, zero, zero, five again, you're going to need a whole week of fives before eBay puts you back up to where you were. So as far as that consistency goes, that's what you really need to be aware of. And that's as of the algorithm today. So 10 years down the road when you're listening to this, this information may not be correct. Uh, so what you're saying is my my listing habit of one four months ago and zero for the next three three weeks and six days, uh, that's not the way to do it? You're not going to get the same amount of traffic as you were for your one a day every day. So if you look at your traffic, you could probably see when you were consistent and when you weren't consistent. You're just going to get less traffic which will translate into less possible sales because you need people to look at your items to be able to buy them. Do you think consistency should be like within your expectations too? Like your expectations should be consistent. Like, do you, do you have like a consistent expectation like for like how much in sales you kind of like are, is consistent to you like in a day, in a week? I used like, to. Um, I don't no longer have that. So it wasn't a misconception. It was whenever they make a change on eBay, what was true was no longer true because they're breaking stuff in the back end, which they may or may not have planned for, which affects everything that was consistent. Um, like uh, October through February, I could tell you within $200 how much money I'm going to make. After February, like March, when they started doing updates and stuff, it's all over the board. I I, I can't tell you what i'm going to make month to month now it is what it is especially in summer slowdown and they're continuing to make updates and then we got the stamp going up in less than two months here that's also going to affect consistency so about august i'll be have a better gauge on what i'm going to be consistent up until october and then i expect q4 to hit in for the expectation to be uh, exceeded um so yeah whenever this year they've done a lot of changes i don't know if anybody's aware of that but they've done a lot of changes um so when things settle back down when they go into more okay no changes for a little while then i can have a better clear image on what's the normal all right before i switch over to amazon consistency i got one last thing for you right so you know you say all these changes you can't predict you know after you know the, the october to february yeah like one thing i will say like you're consistent with not complaining about it and you just continue to do the work. Now, when when nobody's around and you're alone in the warehouse, are you cursing eBay's name up to the the seven sons or like you just like, it is what it is. This is my business. No matter what the platform decides to do, I'm going to continue to be consistent. And even if they change this, they change that, no views, none of that. I'm still going to continue to do everything I do and you fully expect to continue to get the same consistent results, whether that's sales, items sold, whatever kind of metric you're worried about. In your mind, you being consistent, it takes care of itself, basically. No, I don't yell and scream. But two, and this is probably not what you're expecting, I consider eBay a giant game. 
and when eBay does a change, I want to know how to play the game better because I was really good at it. Now I'm okay at it. How could I be good at it again? So like that, I don't know, the international shipping thing through a lot through a whole lot of kinks and a lot of areas on eBay. So during that time, I just listed more. I was doing like 50 listings a day um, until I figured their stuff out because I got I to gotta depend on outflow or output essentially. So I'll sit down. Okay, I'm not making as much money this month than I was the past six months. Why? Uh, do I need to source higher average sales price items? Probably. Should I be, should I have been doing that anyway? Probably. So it's a matter of me tweaking myself and my business to play the eBay game better. And again, I consider it very much a game. Don't hate the player, hit the game. Pretty much. Yeah, that's that sums up consistency for eBay. You heard it here from the horse's mouth. That's all this guy does, lives, eats, sleeps, breathes in old, dusty, crummy paperback books. And hey, sale, sale. I just heard sale. It's it's uh it's a business forum. It treats it like a business, and I think that's kind of why you get the results when you treat things like a business, and you understand how a business should operate. You're going to be successful. Now we're going to get into Amazon consistency, which is a completely different ball game because you can send in one box of items today and you know you're automatically in the listings if you're priced the best amazon really doesn't care uh how long your items have been sitting there you will still get the buy box but the buy box comes with consistency and without the buy box you're basically not selling on amazon even though you have an amazon account it's one of those things so the buy box is basically just for those that don't know when somebody hits buy it now uh the buy it now button that would be your item so when you start selling on Amazon, if you're selling used items, you have to acquire this buy box and acquiring the buy box comes with lots of consistency. Um, everything we know today is that when you start selling used media on Amazon, you want to send in fast moving items because you're never going to be the buy box. You're never going to be the buy now button where 90 plus percent of the sales come through. So you have to basically sell items that are going to sell every single day. So even though you don't get the buy box, somebody hits see more options, winds up buying your item. And that's how you basically establish rapport with Amazon. And then one day you log on to your account and you see, hey, uh, you are buy box eligible or featured offer eligible now. But that required, you know, basically trial error. And it does require consistency. You can't just send in one box. You just start on Amazon. You send in one, two, three, ten boxes even. And you still don't have the buy box, so you just call it quits. You have to you have to follow through with things, and I think a lot of people are just like so hesitant to just stick with one thing, right? Especially with Amazon World, there's so many different shiny business models that pop up. You know, online arbitrage, wholesale, eBay to Amazon, Amazon to Amazon, drop shipping. There's like a million different shiny business models, and like that's why I like. I get the results I get because I just stick with media because it's what I know. I have the relationships. Yeah, sure. Oh, look at, look at all my sales. I could care less about anybody else's business model as long as I'm making the money I need to make to live. So it, it, it all comes with consistency with Amazon. You can't, you can't complain about sales if you're not consistently sending items in. And like we said on eBay, 99% of items we list today are not going to sell today. You know, even on Amazon, especially in the media world, it's just not realistic. So it's 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 a lot of it is a quantity game and you can't get quantity unless you're consistent. Right. You got to be sourcing consistently. And then you have to 
send everything in consistently. And we really didn't even hit on that, like when it comes to uh, consistent habits of actually doing everything in the reselling business. So we'll jump into that next, though. But Amazon is just as important to be consistent. Sure, if you're buy box eligible, you don't have to send stuff in every day. You don't have to send stuff in every week. But the more you send, the more you make, the more you sell. It's not, it's really not rocket science as much as people try to make it out to be. The more you source, the more you list, the more you're going to sell as long as you're listing correctly. And with Amazon, the listing's out of your hands. The listing's already there. So there's no Johnny B, you know, 10 out of 10 listing styles. There's one listing and all you have to do is be the best price and you're good to go. So it's a lot I more easy. I come back to Amazon and make my own listings. Screw you guys. <laughs> it's like, it's so much easier than eBay when it comes to being consistent with Amazon because, all right, well, for me at least, you know, I pick one day a week where I do all my packing, pack up all my boxes, get them out the door. You can list thousands of items within a day on Amazon and have them sent out, you know, th the next day or whatever for yourself versus eBay is completely different. So I think a lot of people almost, because the the pressure isn't there to like, you know, there's no Amazon algorithm that says you have to send in stuff weekly for you to, you know, to make sales. I think people like to take their foot off the gas and kind of just like sit back and see what happens instead of continuing to send stuff. And then you get to a point where you're like, well, I'm not selling stuff. Well, what's your active inventory, right? Uh, you, you got 200, 300, 400, 500 items, you know, even up to a thousand. If you're sending in low dollar media, you're not going to make much money. You might have, you know, you might be selling these books for 10, $12 a piece, but you're bringing home a buck from that if you're lucky. That's crazy to think about. You know, Amazon's taking 90% of your sale. That is the reality of it. And a lot of people get caught up with, well, I sold all this, but I'm only taking home with this. Well, you got to get consistent within your business model. And it's not just consistent in doing work. There's other things that go into having a successful reselling business when it comes to consistency. You have to be consistent with what you're buying, right? You're not going to keep buying junk. If you're consistently buying junk, then you're going to get rewarded with junk. And now if you're consistently buying, you know, Easton presses like you, you know, dream of, then you're consistently going to get rewarded with Easton press profit. That's just the way it is. So it's not just being consistent with doing the work. It's being consistent from beginning to end, from start to finish when you're out there sourcing, right? Kind of can break it down. We'll break it down from the beginning. You're out there sourcing. You have to be consistent with the quality of items you're taking, right? You're not going to walk into a, a store and buy a bunch of junk just because, just so you can have things to list, right? You're not going to buy stuff just so you have work to do. Right. And I, here's a question I've always had for you, Mike. Do you have a weekly or a monthly or a quarterly quota as far as either boxes you send in or units you send in? I used to, when I was, when I was pushing a volume last year, I would have won at least six boxes on the low end. And I had weeks where I was doing, you know, 14 boxes. And that was when I was really pushing volume. But now since I've changed my business model to a higher ASP, I can send out one box, two boxes a week. And with my higher ASP, I'm making the same amount that I was when I was sending in 14 boxes. As crazy as that sounds, if you understand how Amazon fees work, it's 100% attainable where my two boxes can equal 10 boxes of lower value stuff. So I don't have one as much as I used to. I still, I mean, minimum, you better be getting out one box a week if you're doing this full time, even if you're finding, you know, expensive stuff. But I don't have one like I used to when I was pushing volume. I always just went off how many boxes I was sending in. 
now since I've been sending in higher value stuff, whatever I can get out, you know, a few boxes every single week, three boxes, I'm fine with that because in those three boxes, I probably have, you know, $700 in profit sitting in each one. So it doesn't really concern me as much, but it is one of those things, right? Where, like you said, are you consistent with sending items in? Even if it's higher value stuff, you're only sending in one shipment a week. That's fine. As long as you're consistent with it. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a week where I didn't send anything in. Like if, as long as I wasn't restocked out, right? I mean, that was my life for six months. I couldn't send anything in, but ever since the restock limits opened up every week, something's going out the door, you know? That's a good point you made. I would make the argument that Amazon sellers would have to be more consistent than eBay sellers. Because in eBay, we don't get locked out of listing items. Amazon sellers do. There's a period of time, like six months, four to six months, and you have an inkling of when the cutoff time is and no inkling of when the open gate season is. So you got to send it as much as you can, as quickly as you can, until you're locked out, in my opinion, if you're doing it full time. I'm going to blow your mind right now. So my payouts um over the past you know basically month when i really started going back out sourcing a higher higher profit items uh, my payouts are already in line with what i was doing last year when i had 3600 items in stock and i just went and look now i currently have 489 products in stock at amazon that's like <sighs> what uh six to seven times less yes so I'm doing six to seven times less work and I'm already making the same amount of money I was last year. That's that's fantastic. Now, are, are the hours sourcing or processing the same or more? It's probably the, it's probably the same. I mean, I have been really I've, I've been I hate to use the word grinding. That's so like cheesy. I've been out there grinding. Uh, I've been going to lots of lots of thrift stores, but uh, with with us looking for a house and. Uh, you were just down in Philly yesterday seeing the family. I haven't been out there as hard as I have been, but my sources, I got my sources narrowed down to where if I go to three of my three of my best sources in a week, I'm probably coming out with two or three boxes of profitable, you know, highly profitable items to sell. So I basically refined everything almost. And uh, one of those things where if I was if I wasn't doing the same business I was last year, I'd be sending in ten boxes a week making you know four hundred dollars a week and i'd be miserable it's just just the yeah. reality of it so consistency has changed for me i'm consistent now, of speaking of like we, we i said ebay was a game amazon's its own game now they changed the game a little bit where you can that lockout may not be a thing if you choose to do that bidding thing they got going on are you considering that and continuing to source all year round and just playing the big game during quote-unquote closing season it shouldn't really matter because the amount I've sent in since I've been, you know, really out there sourcing and the amount I've been selling, it's basically balanced itself out. Like if they drop back the limits down to, you know, a thousand units or whatever, I don't yeah. think I don't think it's going to be an issue because I'm sending in only the the faster moving items. Right. So there's no, you know, things that only sell once a month in my inventory. So that's kind of why we also changed that new forecasting tool is like two months out the road. So you have an idea at least this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. And, you know, it's Amazon, so they can do whatever they want. They can say, oh, yeah, you're forecasted for, you know, 100. The day of, they drop you down. Love it. Yep, yep. That's that's how it is. But that's why, you know, we had to change our whole business model and say, hey, we got to, we can't continue to have 5,000 items, you know, sitting at Amazon. 
but it all comes with consistency from the beginning. You got to be consistent across the board. And with Amazon, it even goes with your software, right? So your trigger set has to be consistent with your repricing, right? You can't have, you can't be scanning for, you know, $3 items and then your your lowest price on reprice it is $15 because your $3 profit items are going to be below your minimum. So you're automatically never going to get those items repriced. They're never going to sell. Everything has to coincide with itself on Amazon when it comes to this software. You can't have two completely basically business models within your software. And it's possible. People do it all the time. Why aren't my items selling? Well, what's your trigger set at? What's your repricer minimum set at? There's so many little things that factor into this. So you can't really pick and choose. I don't think you can just be like, well, I want to be half like Johnny and half like Mike. No, you got to be all one way or the other. You can't kind of do that. And that kind of brings us to like the next thing I want to talk about here is just consistency, like with your business model, like just overall, you have to, they say the riches are in the niches. People argue against it. There's plenty of people that sell everything, you know, that make a great income doing it. But I don't think you can, it's, it's harder to do multiple platforms. Like, I don't think you can a hundred percent be consistent at eBay and Amazon in the same aspect of things. I tried and I, I knew I was, I wasn't giving either one the attention they needed. And I made the call to take a step back for Amazon for a year and then see what I want to do next year. Yeah. And it's the opposite for me, right? I was, uh, you know, well, I got locked out of Amazon and I had to basically say, all right, eBay, it's time for you to come back to life. And now it's, you know, back on the back burner. So it's, I don't think even if you're getting results on both of them, I still think if you just focus on one over the other, you're going to get better results. And that's the same with business models, right? Like I can't, you know, do the the thrifting model and then, you know, do the online arbitrage model and the retail arbitrage model and be success. You'll be successful if, as long as you, you know, have a good business plan. But I don't think you can be successful if you decided just to go with one of those and focus on one of those. Right. Now, here's the thing I've been thinking about uh, since making that change over this last year here was, okay, when I get eBay to its maximum potential, then I think it's time for me to diversify into other things. But until that point, if I can't make eBay the best it can be, I shouldn't focus on things that will distract me from making it the best it can be is my personal take on it. Now, there's plenty of people that would disagree with me. There's plenty of people say you leave the money on the table. There's plenty of people that do the opposite of what I'm saying and make a pretty good living at it. I know myself and I know what I'm capable of and I want to see what I can do with one platform for me personally in my business, factoring not factoring in anybody else's business and how they do things. I want to see what I can do. Um, and I think that's, a lot of people like to copy what other people are doing because they see the success that they are having. And that doesn't necessarily translate into your own success, in my opinion. Uh, 100%. I'm kind of going to wrap up the consistency topic here is you have to be consistent, but you have to give things a certain amount of time to get results, right? If, if I started today and I wanted to do the 30 listings a day, Johnny B method, this is something... Like he said, you can't expect it to get Johnny B results within a month, within two months, within three months. This is a long game. Unfortunately, everything you hear out there, everything you see out there that make it seem like you can get rich overnight doing this, 
selling used items, common items, it is not, it's not realistic at all. I don't care what anybody says. If you're selling used items that are in high demand, that are selling multiple units every single day, this is this is a business that takes years to build. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, especially if you're just starting out. But if you stick with this and you're consistent with it, you can get it to a point where, you know, you can make a comfortable income. You have processes in place. Johnny B, you know, one day he wants to, you know, just show up to the warehouse, make sure everything's running smooth. And then he heads back out the door. So there are ways like you're not permanently sucked into to the business like it's not like it's, it's not like a, a jail sentence right it's not like i gotta resell for the next 60 years of my life let me out mike let me out there there's ways you can you know step back from your business but still have it and it still runs but you got to choose what you want to do and i know if you're just starting out here you're really not thinking that far ahead but you are thinking about results right if you start something today you want to see results today and I can admit, I'm on this, everybody's the same way, right? We, if we list something, if we start something new today, we want to get some kind of results with social media, uh, YouTube, anything like that. You want, you know, you want to click, you want to view, you want to sell, you want, it, it covers every aspect of life. But I promise you, I mean, perfect example here, my YouTube channel, all right? I'm not a big shop by any means, but starting out with, you know, 10 subscribers that were basically my real life friends and Deb, right? It's like... I had zero. That's not your friend. That's what I got out of that. <laughs> She's my arch nemesis. Uh, I owe it all to Deb, right? And she she's over there listening, and uh, hopefully she didn't just hear what I said. Um, but yeah, it's like you you have to realize anything and everything that is good when it comes to business takes time. Sure, you might strike lightning in a bottle. You might catch this bolo, right? You know the the used book guy, Furby, the hot item of the year, but that always goes away. And what always wins at the end of the day is the people that are consistent across the board, right? A few years ago, the big thing was chlorine. All the Amazon sellers are flipping chlorine in pools. And then the next year came and and everybody, there was so much chlorine available that those people are dead in the water. They thought they're going to make a hundred grand again. Those people go away and everybody that was consistent the whole time are still there, still growing their business slowly. So I don't know. You got any last thoughts for being consistent with your business? It takes time to be consistent. I mean, I didn't. You got to make your goals to be able to be consistent, I think. I, I don't think we touched on that. We probably should have. So I'll just make it real short and sweet for you. Set attainable, consistent goals for yourself and don't set the bar too high for yourself because you can't be consistent if you can never do it. So start small and then build up uh, to get gigantic consistency, I guess. Goals goals should be item-based, not monetary-based. You agree? Yes, I agree with that. So, you got to be able to do the work. You can't yeah. do the work. You can't get your goal. And once you, you know, you're consistent with your, your target, you know, quantity goals, then the money magically starts to appear. It's like a little, leprechaun. A little leprechaun shows up in the yard. He's like, Hey, I've seen you've been listening 20 a day, Michael, here goes a bar goal for you. <laughs> but yeah, so he did, he did uh, cover that, you know, goals should be quantity oriented. And if you're consistent with it sooner or later, the money will be, you know, it is one of those things though, right? With eBay, you got to do it the right way. You got to be consistent the right way with eBay and the same with Amazon. Just being consistent just for the sake of being consistent 
that's not enough to survive in this game, especially the way the margins keep getting squeezed overall. You have to do things the right way. Even if it takes you a little bit longer, you'll refine your processes just because it takes you, you know, an hour today. You know, next year, it'll probably only take you 10 minutes because you're getting better. You're getting smarter. You're refining your processes. So just be consistent across the board. And uh, I promise you, you'll be a billionaire and have a huge fake warehouse like I do behind me. So we will uh, talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.